0: On the third Thursday of every month, pastors and church leaders from near and far gather together for a time of friendship, gospel encouragement, and ministry insights in the warehouse at the Axis Church in downtown Nashville. The following audio is from one such third Thursday gathering. Good morning. Well, barely morning. Um, so, I, I feel like today is... Um, it's a, it's a gift to me because I want I just want to talk with you about something that, that the Lord's teaching me that's really fresh in my life. And what I mean by that is uh, I haven't talked about it at all and I'm just working through something. Do you know how like it's really easy whenever you get to or it's easier when you get to share something that you're struggling with like back in the day and then you talk about it when you see clearly and then sometimes you need to talk about something as you're walking through it and you just got to share that in a raw way with people, that, that you really love and trust, and that it's, it's still, like, appropriate and right. Do you know what I mean? That's today for me. So if I don't know you, it's not always like this. Um, but, uh, but also, I, I'm kind of excited to just share a bit of my life and my heart with you. Um, I've been a, a pastor for 18 years, um, for eight of those in Detroit, Michigan. I'm originally from Mississippi. And so we took our Southern family to Detroit, and it was awesome. And, uh, and then I've been at the current church I'm at, the Donaldson Fellowship, for 10, and I've been in this role for six and a half or so, just getting to, to lead out in this. But, um, but this, this church and these friendships and your churches are, are a gift to, to me and my life and, and to each other, so I really praise God for you today. And, um, and so I'll just, I'll just share with you some stuff, and then, and then I'll bring us to the Word and, and maybe just have you share a little bit about... Uh, one particular question, but so every summer we try to lead out in a trip to Israel. We take people from our church and other churches to Israel. It's become a trip of my life. Um, I've asked God when I was in student ministry. You know, you, you have different missions opportunities and things. They're local and global. And and then when I was a young adult pastor, you have similar things. And then when I when I got to serve in this role, I thought I guess that part of my life is kind of done. And that's that's cool because we we continue on in missions just. Uh, deepens and it and it just goes in different areas in my life well God just began to open up these opportunities to lead these trips to Israel every year and and it has become a joy if you've ever been you just don't read the scripture the same you know um, you, you begin to see lyrics uh, on the you know on the screen or in a hymn book and you think ah oh, these are why am I crying right now I, I don't know I just I think God's just touching my heart in a way that it's deepening my relationship with him and so anyway it's always a, a, a really sweet trip. I've got two daughters, 17 and 15. I've been married for 20 years, and, and um, uh, they, they plan on going next year for the first time. But anyway, we go this year in June, and um, I have no time alone. Typically, you have a little bit of time alone on this trip, and you cut away a little. I had zero time alone on this whole trip, and I get to the end of the trip, and I've been, I've been knowing that like some, some harder news was coming into my life, I just kind of knew it. I felt like the Lord was preparing me for that. And I get to, the toward the end of this trip, we're in Jerusalem, and I sit down with a friend of mine who just shares some really devastating news to me. And uh, it makes me feel like, man, Lord, like, I feel like maybe I'm disappointing. I feel like I'm, uh, maybe maybe I've harmed some things. I'm also a little bit mad at some things in my life. And I'm just like, wow, like, what is what's happening here, and and I had previously told this group with us, I said, hey, we'll go on a night tour in Jerusalem tonight, but if I'm late, because of a meeting I get to go be part of, just go here and here and here, it'll be awesome, we'll, we'll take a, an extended trip tomorrow night. Well, we get to the end of this, and if you know me, you just know, like, I'm not a formal guy, and so my, my buddy who's kind of sharing some things with me in a very formal, kind of stoic way, well, I'm, like, broken. So the waiter's like coming up and like, how's your food? And I'm like weeping, like, it's really good. I love my salad so much, but I'm broken, you know? And so I'm just, I'm just that guy. I'm just very transparent. And um, anyway, I hug my friend, just hold him for a long time. And then I'm trying to be responsible. So I think I need to go find that group. I bet I can find them wherever they are in Jerusalem. I just, it's like this little inward mission. And I feel like the Lord telling me, hey, you haven't been alone with me. You know, like in a moment like this, you you haven't you haven't been like alone outside of people. So why don't you just take a walk with me right now? And um, and so I just slow my pace and I just begin to walk and and um, I'm not trying to find our group. I'm just trying to 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 hone in and to pray and to listen and to talk to God. I don't know if you've ever had moments like this, but I'm I'm pretty sure you probably have. And I reached this point now. I'm find myself going down into the Kidron Valley which is probably where Jesus taught John 15, vine and branches abide in me, remain in me. And I'm just, I'm fully, from that day to this, and probably for a while, I feel like I'm fully mourning and I'm fully liberated. And I feel both at 100, which makes no sense unless you've ever experienced that. And, um, and I just begin to think, wow, God, like you're breathing life into me right now while I'm also sincerely broken over some things, but I feel I feel rejuvenated. I feel like I can, I feel like I can see really clearly, like the the beautiful things ahead of me in my life and family and ministries and all that. And and um, and I just I, I just felt like, man, God, I've just I've just got to to recognize, and I felt like the Lord just gave me this. Like it's just a new day, Tommy. It's a new day. You just need to sit with me and rest in me. It's a brand new day. So my question for you that I actually would love for you to to answer here in a bit, maybe we can just talk and practice vulnerability is, like, what is God telling you to do next? Like, what do you sense the Lord telling you to do next? I don't know if the summer is, is super busy for you or if it's kind of laid back before a crazy fall. I, I don't know if your family's just all over the place. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're walking through. But, but what's, what's God telling you to do next? Because I felt like in that moment that is so recent in my life, I feel like I've, I've come home, and, uh, and I told my wife, I said, hey, this is random and weird, but will you shave my head? Because I feel like I'm mourning. I just feel like I'm mourning. And my, my oldest daughter is 17. She's just holding my, holding my hand, reading Colossians 3 over me. She's weeping. I'm weeping. Jessica's cutting my hair. I'm like, why are we so dramatic? I don't know what we're doing. But I just felt, I just felt, you know. Never, ever desired a tattoo in my life. Never against it. Never desired it in my life. That night in Jerusalem, I'm like, Jessica, can I have your permission to get a tattoo tomorrow in Jerusalem? She's like, you crazy? I'm like, not crazy at all. I just feel like the Lord's telling me it's a new day and you need to mark your life. Nobody else in, in, your, in your life right now is going to know or care. Uh, they're going to care, but they're not going to know. But, but today, it's like, I want to share this with you. I just want to share a bit of my life with you when I haven't, I haven't done this yet. Um, and it really revolved around, Tommy, this is what I'm telling you to do next. And so I just want to take you to the book of Acts. And, and you can follow along. You don't have to. But at the center of all Christian life and missions is this command from Jesus to follow me. We've all heard that call. That's why you're here. Like that's why we care about local church ministry and, and we care about disciple making. We we've heard that call, follow me. And and for Jesus' first disciples, that, that was a literal component as well. And after he died, after he resurrected, after he ascended, do you like how like breeze past that? Like that's no big deal. But that's amazing. And that's the basis of everything that we care about and believe. But the early Christians, they really entered this new era where following meant learning to continue their master's work, even in his absence physically. They carry on in his work under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And so in the book of Acts, it just kind of maps out the new day. So when the Lord's telling me, Tommy, it's a new day, it's a new day. And when I'm asking you, what, what's God telling you is next? And that may not even be dramatic, may it just be that you need to be more bold with your faith or that you need to finally get in the word when you're preaching 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 but you're never in the word for you. I don't know what what the Lord is telling you. Maybe you haven't thought about it. And today maybe the Lord's just asking you to think about this. I don't know. But but the book of Acts maps out a brand new day in the life of followers of Jesus and what following looks like. And so the next, I'll just have you maybe write down four things. Would you mind to do that? I, it's like I have points or something for you today. I, this isn't a sermon. I'm just want to lead out in this in a minute. But um, the first thing that I'm learning is that the next phase also starts with obedience. When he's asking me to walk, walk with me in this new day, uh, the next phase is also going to start with obedience. So our faith in Jesus is, is just best expressed always in obedience to his will. So Acts 2. Acts two forty two through forty seven says this. Says that in in this early day of the the new day, for followers of Jesus, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And very much like why we gather, you know. It's, I think it's why we love these times every month. So. Praise God for you and what He's doing in us. Uh, Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and they sold possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so obedience, it's just obedience. It's the foundation of every phase of ministry in life you and I have got. So if I can just appeal to you, it's, it's nothing earth-shattering, and I kind of rejoice in that, that in this new day in my life and in whatever is next on your plate that the Lord has for you, you're going to find that in obedience. It's just this next step of obedience, God. It's not some dramatic thing. It's just, what do you want me to do? obedience is always going to, to, to be a part of every phase. Number two, obedience will always lead to a focused life. And so I find myself these days asking our leadership council and our staff and, and those just part of our, our leadership teams, hey, we, I know we've got to meet and take care of some really specific decision-making things, but can I just also ask you, and I think they're, they don't know what's coming and I don't either, but I just said, well, can we just gather together and spend extended time in prayer, spend some time fasting? Can we spend some time with our kids, with our spouses, with, even if they're like littles? Like, can we just like bring them in the room? And can we just wash feet? And can we love each other well? And can we listen intently to the Lord and spend some, some just slow time listening to the, to the Spirit of God speak to us? And, um, and, and we're, we're just going to begin doing this in, in more, more ways than we've ever done it before because it's a new day and we desperately need to hear His voice so that we can obey His voice. Wherever the voice of the Lord is, there's peace there. You know what I mean? And so, so to obey Him, it's going to lead us to be more focused. And so I've got this quote up uh, on my mirror at the church, in the, in the church building. That's um, from Greg Ogden. It's a disciple-making book that I love very much called Transforming Discipleship. But he said this. He said, perhaps today's pastor should imagine that they're going to have three more years in their church as pastor. That there'd be no replacement for them when they leave. That they acted as if this were going to happen. They would put the highest priority on selecting, motivating, training lay leaders that could carry on as much as possible the mission of the church after they left. The results of three sustained years of such an approach would be significant, even revolutionary. And I hear that and I think, man, Lord, I'm not planning on going anywhere at TDF. I'm really not. But how cool would it be if I just kind of treat this time like we're going to invest and train up in a way that I've, I've just personally never done before in my life because it's a new day. So the, the disciples in Acts, they began to share the load, right? Like they're sharing their life and then they, they begin to, to just share everything they've got and delegate some things out, even urgent things. So in Acts 6, like if you just keep following that story, Acts 6 verse 4, they said, we will give ourselves continually to prayer. And to the ministry of the word. Just two basic necessities for every phase of ministry in life that God's ever going to call you to. Just a ministry of prayer. A ministry of, 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 uh, of, of the word. So number three. Expect two things in this next phase. Expect pain and expect suffering. You know? And, and we got to receive this with joy. So martyrdom, persecution. These are the things that the early church experienced. And it began with Stephen. So I'll read it to you just because this, this word is so powerful. But in that next chapter, in Acts chapter 7, verse 54, when the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were talking about the testimony of Stephen, they were furious. They gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He's standing Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears, yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named who? Like Saul. When they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell on his knees cried out Lord do not hold this sin against them he's mimicking his savior he's obedient even to the point of death like Philippians 2 talks about just like his savior and says when he said that he fell asleep and so how cool is it that what you and I consider like pain suffering hardship persecution just difficulties oftentimes that's where God's going to get the most glory in our lives that's where we're going to see him most clearly when, when his suffering begins to expand righteousness in our church families. When you suffer for other people, when you hurt for other people, when you're misunderstood, which I hate by other people, when that kind of stuff happens, it's a part of persecution that oftentimes advances righteousness among his people. So the church's early difficulties advanced the spread of the gospel. That, that next chapter in Acts 8 verse 1 it says, and Saul approved of their killing him. And on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles, they were scattered. Remember? Through, through Judea, through Samaria. And that, that ultimately led in Acts chapter 9 to the conversion of none other than Saul. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And it began with uh, like a sign, like, yes, I approve. Persecute them, yes, kill him, like, be about this. And, and all of a sudden it's based on this suffering and pain and, and hardship that all of a sudden the gospel is, is gaining more and more steam. Uh, another author said the road to Easter goes through Good Friday. The road to new life goes through the death of the old. The road to resurrection goes through crucifixion. Jesus calls us to walk that road, the same road that he walked. And and I think I'm, I think I'm living in that a little bit, in this new day, that I'm loving and so insecure in, and feel so liberated in, and I'm mourning in such a real way, just feel all of that. And then the the fourth thing, that necessary change, will start within you. Necessary change will start within you. So. We're not going to cover all of Acts, but, but really begin to see this turn in Acts 11 where the Jews had a lot of difficulty thinking about the fact that Gentiles could actually become followers of Jesus. They could become believers. They really struggled with that. And so God made this point to Peter. says it in Acts chapter 11, verse 9. What God has cleansed, just re- referring to these Gentile believers, what God has cleansed no longer consider them unholy. So what you would tend to think, we're going to hoard this for ourselves. He's saying the gospel isn't just for Jews. The gospel is for everyone. So sometimes change must take place in leaders for ministry to to grow. I I don't mean numerically. I just mean for it to become healthier, for it to grow, for it to expand, for it to reach farther. And and God delivered that message to Peter three times in a vision because Peter needed it like I need it. You know, just, I need to hear this a little bit. Just tell me a little bit more. While I try to do ministry on my own, tell me again why I don't need to do ministry on my own. Why I try to take this back myself, tell me why I need to abide in you. Just tell me, like, remind me again. You're the good shepherd. You're the true vine. A lot of vines for us. You're the true vine. I remain in you. I rest in you. you I just need you to tell me. So, so in my life, just to boil all this down and learn it in Acts, in my life right now, it is a new day, a day like none other in my life, and I have no idea what to do with that. And that excites me more than anything else going on. Um, my girls are growing in Christ because I'm trying to practice vulnerability, and I'm seeing them like lead out in some ways that I've just never seen. I see more insecurity in my life and more confidence in my life than ever before. I don't know how to explain that, except that this is just the Lord showing me, like, hey, it's okay to fully mourn some things that you're, you know, you're just hurting over while you also are fully liberated by me because, Tommy, I'm telling you, it's a new day. It's a new day, and you need to celebrate that, and you need to rest in me, abide in me, sit with me. And maybe on this day, I told one of my friends, I said, I'm just going to share this with my friends in the most appropriate way I can without getting into the details of all that, but just to say, like, like, I don't know what the next phase of life is for you, the next phase of ministry is, but I, I would love for for you to just submit it to the Lord, you know, and just ask God, God, if I'm open-handed with you, what are you going to put in my hands? What are you going to do with this? So, all, all that to say, could we could we practice a little bit of just discussion and and just talking about this together? Um, you may have you may have no idea what's next for you, but just what has the Lord been telling you, or what do you sense from from the Spirit of God as you're in His Word, as you're talking to your team, as maybe you've been away on vacation? I don't know. As you're ramping up for whatever's next, as you're preaching through the word, as you're just sitting with friendship and, uh, and family, what's, what's the Lord telling you is next? And maybe we can kind of submit this to the Lord together. Is there anything that God's been stirring in you? Mm-hmm. Come on. It's hard for me. mm mm-hmm. It's so
1: easy to go to mind. It's messed up. Yeah. What we're doing is good things, Godly things. And we're not fighting. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that's bad. The call for me personally. Mm.
0: Come on, That's so good. That comes across your tone, that comes across your posture, your speech.
1: This man knows how to rest before Jesus. Things are going crazy all around you. There's this peace.
0: There's a slowness. There's a stillness. That's a profound
1: person who has spent much time abiding in the
0: Father. Come on, man. I pray
1: by his
0: help to grow in that in my own personal identity. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There's, um, there's was this pastor's conference that I was at when we ministered in Michigan. And uh, the guy who led it, it was very small, but it, the guy who led it uh, was R.T. Kendall. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that name, but he was a pastor at Westminster Chapel for 25 years, I think to the year. And, uh, and he said, uh, all the pastors at one point, they were gonna go play golf or something. And he said, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go fishing. He said, Jesus went fishing. I'm going to go fishing. And so he went fishing. And I was, I mean, I was fresh in ministry. I mean, I'm 21. And I said, hey, can I just go and like sit? I hate fishing. I'm like, can I just go sit like close? And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, hey, as a young pastor who I really love God's church, but I really want to be a good pastor. I want to do it the right way. What would you advise me of everything you've learned in your ministry? What would you advise me to do? What's a practice that was meaningful to you? And he didn't hesitate. He said, I'd pray an hour a day. You know what my first thought was? You have no idea how busy I am. <laughs> I'm like 21. And, and he's, I mean, this lifetime of experience. But that's what he said. He didn't even hesitate. And I didn't hear that legalistically, you know. Like, I wasn't like, click, like one hour, like, let's go. It wasn't like that. But I just, I genuinely felt like, how do you, how do you have time for that? And, uh. And I'm just I'm just mesmerized by that to where now, this many years later, so I just you know I just I just think I'm still trying to sit at your feet, Lord. I wanna I wanna abide more. I wanna do that better. So Amen, Jordan. Amen. I want that too. Yeah. Yeah. What else would you say? What are you what are you dreaming about? Or what's God speaking to you these days? Or what do, you, what do you feel yourself uh, even about abiding? Things like that. Not everybody at once. Don't go crazy. Yeah. So, that would probably be, on the yeah. What's next? Come on, Amen. Like mhm. I love that you confess that to the Lord and and some sisters and brothers in the room. That's cool. Well, I Amen. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Amen. Yeah. And Lord, Your ways over my ways. You know, like what, what you show me the path, I'll walk in it. That's good. That's good.
1: Mm-hmm. say holy spirit but but i've always lived with the uh, kind of the in, in the future always preparing for the future mm. and uh, so like the lord's kind of speaking to me right now to be in the now not mm. the next mm-hmm. and so maybe that's just like depending on how god's made us or where we are in life you know, I'm, I'm older than a lot of people in here today um, you know Mm, that's good. So, my next may be more like today. Mm. Who can I minister to?
0: Yeah. Dreaming about the future. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. You're just as wise without your beard. Oh, you okay. are, yeah. <laughs> just as wise. <laughs> just as wise as ever. Yeah. That's good, though. No, it's true. It's just because, in some ways, your next is, well, what, what I'm about to do right now. Like today. Here I am. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. That's good. Yeah. That question can feel different. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. Mm. I like it Anybody else how do we pray for you how do we how we lift you up about the things that you're working through and that Well, I would say if uh if if you don't tend to think like submission to the Lord, obedience to the Lord, or if you if you struggle with that, or maybe in a time in your life right now where you don't tend to think about um, next or anything like that, I would just I would just ask God, like just sit with Him, say, Lord, what what do you want from me? What do I what do I do today to obey you? What's what's a what's a new day when I walk in Christ? What's a new day? What should it look like? You know, how do, I, how do I serve those around me? How do I care for those around me? And how do I do all of that? Not trying to earn a thing from you, but I just want to sit in your presence. I want to remain in you. The word is depend. You know, how do I depend on you in everything in my life? And so, um, yeah, my kids are not my kids. I get to uh, steward them. My wife's not my wife. I get to steward that. And so I just think, God, whatever you want my wife to be, I want to be on board with that. Whatever you want our local church to be, Man, I really do want to be on board with that. So, um, so anyway, it's a new day in my life, and and maybe a new day in yours as well. And uh, I'm I'm thankful. I'm thankful to get to walk it with you and learn from you. It's always a joy to be with you and to study the Word and and just share a little bit. I'm grateful for you, I really am. Yeah. Can I pray over you? Is that okay? Um, Father, thank you for all that you're teaching us. Uh, you, you teach us so much through your word and through the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, through, through uh, through sisters and brothers in Christ who, it just matter. They matter in our lives, and so when they when they speak, when they confess, when they share, it's just good for our soul as well. And um, and Lord, you know you know what each of us need. You're not going to neglect us. You're not going to leave us out dry to do it by ourselves. In fact, you tell us. It's it's your work in us that will produce fruit, and if if we're not in you, if we're not abiding and we're not remaining, if we're not gonna keep these things at the forefront, then you actually tell us, and I know you say it with a loving tone, but that it'll produce nothing. And that, that's a convicting thought. So Lord, we wanna we wanna produce fruit. We wanna we want to grow closer to you. We want these things. But may we just remember, Lord, that, that that begins with rest, that begins with abiding, that begins with um, with a walk just with you. When you just tell us, slow your pace, walk with me, listen to me, and you're gonna, I'll give you 25th hours, I'll give you everything that you need to accomplish what I'm telling you to accomplish. Help us to actually believe that. Help us to see uh, just things ha- miraculously happen in our lives because we, we trust you to do what only you can do, and we know our role in it as, as under-shepherds, as as children of God, followers of Jesus, who are trying to walk the same path that you did. Thank you for the example from the book of Acts and how in different twists and turns and new days, you're, you're just with them and asking for simple obedience. And so that, that's what we want to do today, Lord. So I thank you for my friends here. I pray your blessings on them and their conversations, even uh, the rest of, of our time together today. Also, with uh, all that they've got on their plate for the rest of the week, we love you so much, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray over these things. Amen. You've been listening to the audio from a third Thursday gathering of pastors and church leaders visiting the Axis Church in downtown Nashville. To learn more, visit theaxischurch.org.